Hi there, and welcome back to the fourth mini episode of the Lunatics Radio Hour. I'm Abby Branker, and I'm here with Alan Kudan. Hello. How are you doing today, Alan? I'm pretty good. Pretty good? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Great. Love to hear that. So, today we're going to talk about the golem. The golem? Yes, the golem. I can't believe we're doing this as a mini episode. I know, and I was kind of torn about that. But when I started to do the research, and there is a little bit of research here, I realized that I don't think I could write a full-blown story about it. It felt like because it's like this thing that's really entrenched in the Jewish religion, mm-hmm. it just didn't feel right for me as someone who has like not a lot of of um, knowledge or history with that to take that task on. So I thought it was best to make it a mini episode. Okay, so what this is going to be is a prelude to a full episode on the Golem. So... Alan and I watched a movie recently on Netflix called The Golem, which piqued our interest. Mm, it did. I wouldn't say the movie is, like, amazing. I probably wouldn't recommend it. But our, I love the mythos. Yeah. And our biggest criticism is that it takes place in, you know, I don't know, 1700s or 1800s. Yep. But all the women are wearing makeup, like lip gloss. And yep. so I just couldn't get past that part of it. That was very distracting. The rest of it, I think, is probably fine. But that is just what I have to say about that. But anyway, if you're interested in, in watching that movie, it's not awful. That part of it was just weird for me. Mm. A golem is a figure in Jewish folklore, a creature that is created entirely out of inanimate matter. Most seem to be made out of mud or clay type materials. Think of a man made of dirt, essentially, or mud, like wet mud. In most tales, a golem doesn't speak. Generally, people regard the golem as a biblical metaphor. It can depict a man or a woman, someone who is guilty or innocent, someone who is Jewish or someone who is not, and it is widely seen as a tool to convey morality. To convey morality? Yeah, kind of like as a mechanic in a bunch of Bible stories that can convey many different things. One of the earliest stories of the golem is from the Talmud which is the central text of rabbinic Judaism. In this text, Adam was actually originally made as a golem. Did you know that, Alan? Hmm, that makes sense, though. During the Middle Ages, many studied the book of creation for clues on how to conjure or create a golem. It was believed that you could create and animate a golem using a specific kind of ritual, which combined kind of like a visceral experience with various rituals using Hebrew letters. One recurring trope with the golem is that you give it life by writing a Hebrew word on its head, meaning truth. And then to deactivate it, so to speak, you would change it to say death in Hebrew. Do you know those words? The the actual words for yeah. life and death? Yeah. Chai uh, is life? Uh-huh. I don't know what death is. Hmm. I don't know either. I was just wondering if you knew. Okay, so I'm going to talk about two specific incidents that are documented that involve a golem. So the first golem that we're going to talk about from history is the golem of Helm. So this is actually the earliest first-hand account of a golem in history, and it's connected very closely to Rabbi Eliyahu. There are writings from both a Polish Kabbalist and a Christian author who claimed that this rabbi was successful at conjuring a golem, and that's from even a Christian author. The story goes that Rabbi Eliyahu made a man out of matter. He hung a Hebrew holy word around his neck on a sign. And essentially he would use um, this man, this golem, for chores. Mm -hmm. 
And so every night he would kind of like flip the sign or replace it with another sign that had the deactivate word on it, right? Yep. Um, so it was kind of like his robot almost that when he needed help, he turned them on. When he didn't, he turned it off. Automaton. Automaton. Yes, exactly. And then one day, for many reasons, he removed the sign because he felt for you know that it was time, and the man turned to dust. Mm-hmm. So kind of like a non-confrontational like experience with a golem, like nothing like the movie that we saw where the golem kind of like wreaked havoc on on you know was like used to weaponize this town that was being attacked. The original idea of a golem was a tool. Yeah, it was a tool for whatever. Right. Whether that is plowing a field whether that is chopping vegetables right. or whether that's destroying your enemies. Right. You just set it on a task and it does the task. Now, Alan, growing up Jewish, mm-hmm. did you know about this as a thing? Definitely. You did? Yep. Okay. What did, how did you hear about it? Was it taught to you like through religious practice? Um, is In the form of like you being familiar with like your heritage folklore right. type, yeah. you know? Um. Yeah, because it, it, I mean, that all is, it, it's just folklore. Right. But it's interesting. Yeah. It's very cool. Cool. So then there's another famous golem, and that is the Golem of Prague. Um, and I would say this is, uh, from my limited research, the most famous golem story. So the story goes that a 16th century rabbi in Prague, known as Maharal, conjured a golem out of clay from the riverbanks. He used Hebrew words again, and the golem helped protect the Jewish people living in a Prague ghetto from anti-Semitic attacks. This specific golem was named Yosef, and he could also turn himself invisible and summon dead spirits to help protect them, which is kind of more in line with the Netflix movie mm-hmm. and a little more badass. One story claims that the golem fell in love, and when his love was denied, he went on a murderous rampage. Another claims that the rabbi would remove the holy word from the golem each Friday and that the creature would rest on the Sabbath. One Friday, he forgot to remove the words and the creature wreaked havoc on the holy day. The rabbi is then able to pull the Shem out of his mouth and deactivate him. Um, And so essentially the Shem had like some, you know, Hebrew prayers written on it. And it was what was kind of like animating him in this case, which again is also similar to the movie. Um, and you pull that out and then he is powerless. Hmm. So those are kind of the little mini brief episodes that we have from early history that record, I guess not even early history, but from, you know, the 16th, 17th, 18th centuries that record accounts of this. So in a more popular culture, like everyone's familiar with the term golem. You know, in any, like, high fantasy, there's usually some kind of, especially in the video games, there's always some kind of monster that you fight as the golem. And it's usually depicted as some creature made out of boulders or rocks. Right. Or you have, like, the ice golem that's made out of ice. Or it's, like, an elemental something. It's, it's, It's a creature that is animated from inanimate matter. Right. Um, and from natural matter, it seems to mostly. Yeah. Well, yes. And yeah. Um, if you want to get into like D and D, there's yeah. so many golems, including the flesh golem, Ooh. Uh, which is animated meat, basically. Right. right. Um, and like as it kills, it, assu- it assimilates that matter. Yeah. Um, so I have been reading this really great book called The Golem the Genie by uh, Helene Weckler. So this book is about two separate stories. One is about a guy that goes to a 
um, kind of disgraced rabbi and asks him to create a golem. Mm -hmm. And of course he can create a golem. This is child's play for him. Right. But the man creates the golem because he wants a wife. Right. And he's like, well, that's not usually what golems are for. But he's <laughs> Wait, like, like a woman golem? A woman golem. Oh. And because like you make them out of, yeah, you make them out of clay. However, they can 100% look and feel just like a normal human being. Right. Uh, and they're bound to their master's will. Yeah. And they'll do anything they say. Right. And so the guy's like, can you just make me a wife? And he says, you, if, you, if you can pay, then yes. Yeah. Uh, and so he has this golem made. Um, and the very, very shortly after, he passes away. The and, guy who wanted the wife? Right. Yeah. But the golem is animated. Right. Uh, but now it doesn't have a master. And so she's a new creature in this strange world. In right. The, this is the 1800s. Yeah. And she finds her way to New York because they were on a ship to <laughs> That's cool. to go to the new world when he passes away. Yeah. And so she is this creature in New York City mm -hmm. uh, that has absolutely no experience with anything. Yeah. And has to figure things out. That's really cool. Um, the other side of the story is the genie. Right. Um, whose backstory is a lot more complicated because he's hundreds of years old. Right. Um, but he comes to New York trapped in a, a um uh, yeah basically a bottle like uh the like the the aladdin's lamp looking thing right um and when that lamp gets uh repaired by a tinsmith mm -hmm. the genie is released right um but he's still bound to human form because of an iron cuff right uh and so the genie is you know um from uh, arabic culture yep uh and the golem is from uh hebrew culture yeah and so these two you know, are very two two separate stories. Uh, eventually, they're gonna you right. know run into each other. Run into each other, uh, but it's kind of like a clash of cultures, but also kindred spirits because they're both supernatural beings that don't right. they should not exist in the world of man, but here they are in New York City. It's really that's, cute. Yeah, that's really cute. Yeah. I like that. I would like to read that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, but get, staying on topic with the golem. Yeah. Uh, so um, this golem. Uh, is not only finding out what it's like is so following true go, true golem rules like she has to follow the will of her master but she has no master right so what that means is that she basically has a telepathic link with literally everybody in her vicinity oh, simultaneously where all their wants and desires pour into her constantly and she's compelled to act but through the guys through the guidance of a mentor she's she learns to control these urges um, so that she can sort of pass for a human being. Yeah. But um, also in line with uh, Golem lore, uh, they're very careful because they know that as soon as she... That every Golem in the history of Golems eventually runs amok. Mm -hmm. Eventually they get it. They lash out in violence and cannot be stopped. Right. The only, sorry, the only way to stop them is to destroy them. Right. So they're very careful about like we can't ever let this happen. Right. Because as soon as she starts hurting people, that's it for her. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's super cool. It's like almost, it's not quite the same, but it's similar in some ways to kind of like Frankenstein stories. Very similar in Frank yeah. to Frankenstein. Especially like the book version of Frankenstein. Yes. Um, it's actually, it's, it's all about, yeah, you just have a creation. Yeah. That doesn't belong in the world. Right. But exists. Like you play God in a way and you create life. 100%. And then... 
what do you do? Right. What, is it is it the creature's fault for their nature? Right. No. But still, like the the, the society's not going to reflect that. Yeah. It's fascinating. Mm. Cool. Well, that was our mini deep dive into golems. And if you want more, let us know. We could do a full blown episode on it, but easily. You know, I think want to respect cultural boundaries too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Spread awareness. Yeah. We will find a good guest to come in. Okay. So thank you guys again so much for listening. You know where to find us. But most importantly, we are on YouTube at Films About Lunatics. And we are on Instagram at The Lunatics Project. Alan, as always, it's been a pleasure talking to you. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Goodbye, everybody. And good luck. Alan? Yes. Are you going to say goodbye? Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. If you'd like some bonus content, consider supporting us on Patreon to access our patron-exclusive podcast, Horror Movie Club. Also head to lunaticsproject.com to check out our spooky merch and apparel. You can find us at Lunatics Project on Twitter and TikTok, and The Lunatics Project on Instagram and YouTube, where you'll find our short horror films, cemetery tours, and so much more. And please rate and review. A little feedback goes a long way to help us grow and get more content out there. Our cover art is by Pilar Kep. And musical bumpers are by Michaela Papa and Jordan Moser.